right there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best All right, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline brought to you by Station Casinos and the STN app. It's Mark. We, we found the song, Mark. Yeah, it, it doesn't take long. <laughs> there, there's there's a lot. take long. There's a lot we have to explain. Hey, we, we did it. We together. got it. We, we, we found it. He has two pages, and they're full pages, so yeah. took uh, a few seconds. Brian, uh, Brian, when he set up the computer, and, of course, uh, Krista Moose Johnson's not here today, if you haven't noticed. We'll talk about that yeah, in a second. But that's okay. Mark Hayes, uh, Mr. Everything well, in his station. In. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, without in. you, buddy, I mean – I, yeah. We would we would stare at the computer. We, we found it. Now we're moving ahead. And, uh, hey, let's get ready for the next interview. All right, that's Mark Hayes. I'm Dana Lane with you from the Brian Blessing Studio. And, of course, Matthew Kachuk was signed by Florida. And a deal that made a lot of sense, I think. Uh, terrific top six now. And, of course, Hubido goes back. He was the main main player that went back to uh, Calgary. And a the deal, they bring in a guy who's got six years of experience. He's got uh, of course, the numbers to back up uh, the amount of money he's making. The only thing that, and if you've listened to this show long enough, the only thing that I worry about is these long-term eight-year deals. You're paying them $9.5 million, and I understand. I mean, uh, these uh, the players want term on their deals. I get it. It's just eight, and a half mil- eight years is a long commitment for ownership. So that's the only thing that I have an issue with that. Um, let's see. Let's get somebody that knows a little bit more about this. We'll bring in longtime friend of the show from the NHL and NFL radio network on Sirius XM, Mr. Zig Fercasi. Zig, uh, before we get into the Matthew Kachuk signing, I, I have a bone to pick with you about something. Uh-oh. <laughs> you put on social media, and I quote, it's not even close. Now, you think the Carl's Jr. Thick Burger is better than the Wendy's Dave <laughs> Deluxe? I mean, it, it's not even close. I mean, how did you, how, how did you arrive at that? Well, because my friend, I've sampled, I think, all the <laughs> in my long and storied dining career of hamburgers. I've, I, I've sampled a bunch of those, and they're all good. It's they're all good, but there's just something about the Carl's Jr. Maybe it's the star, you know, and maybe it was a an experience I had, Dana, way back when, when they messed up one of my orders. I think they messed up my drink, but then they replaced the whole meal. So to me, that made impression. Plus, their burgers are off the charts. There used to be a joint in uh, Vegas back when. I don't know if you were around then. It was called Flaky Jake's. I think it was off uh, Sahara and maybe uh, Maryland Parkway. It sounds like that, something that would that, be on Maryland Parkway, yep. If that if that was on there, that would have been the not close. But since I had to go with those nine options, I figured it was Carl's Jr., although in and out is pretty damn close. Yeah, Zig, have you, have you told the people at Wendy's to put three patties on your burger i mean you have not lived until you've tried to manipulate that burger for an hour or so i hey don't you have hardy's back there though is it carl's jr or don't you have hardy's well not in the greater actually uh for some time in in um, new york and uh times square they actually had a carl's jr oh, there. okay 
But I think you're right, though, because I think you go further down south, like towards Virginia or North Carolina, then it becomes Hardee's. It's like a regional-type thing. So then the further west you go, it becomes Carl's Jr. So I went with my choice, and you're not changing my mind, nope. Dana. No, I just I just <laughs> wanted some explanation because, you know, they most people were just putting numbers, and, and you had to – you know, given an explanation for your selection, and I just wondered if it was <laughs> why it wasn't close. All right, I, I I like the Matthew Kachuk deal to Florida. Uh, of course, not from a Bruins perspective, but I'm not sure though, and I don't know how you feel about eight-year deals. I, I think if you want to land a player like that, obviously that's got to be in play. But from a GM perspective, when you're walking away from a deal like that, Zig, you got to be just crossing your fingers that they play all eight years. Oh, I agree. I, I'm with you. You know, it, it, maybe it's in the fantasy land or from the, you know, school of belief that I always was raised in. You had to earn what you got for each and everything you did, whether it was you went uh, to school. That, that's crazy teacher. talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, back, back in that day type of talk. And to me, I don't think anybody would get be getting more than three or four-year deals, but we are in a different era. And he is a wonderfully talented player. I just wonder if they're going to have enough mouth guards down there in South Florida because he chews through all those damn things. But he, he's a terrific talent, and he's a bit of an agitator, and he adds to a really good team. But, yeah, eight years, at that point, you know, you're wondering, there's going to be depreciation. You've got to think there's going to be injuries along the way. And with all these deals, Dana, that the Panthers have made, they're they're gutting themselves to win now because you don't have any first round picks for the foreseeable future, and then you're going to have some other guys come up for term, and you've already got what uh, Bobrovsky and I forgot the other guy, but there's another guy that you're locked in now on um, multi year ten million dollar deal annually type. So yeah, you're yeah, riding Barkov. a slippery slope. And Barkov's deal uh, it runs. Barkov, yes, yeah. who I think is a terrific player too, but. You know, the length, again, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'd be scared off, but, boy, they are awfully, awfully strong. But we also show or saw them in the playoffs. They weren't great in the first round. They got by that, but then they were essentially non-competitive. you got to wonder with the mix of that team, will they be able to take the proverbial next step? And, you know, on the other side, man, Calgary did themselves good because I've been a Hubert O fan for quite a while, and, Weger, I think, is uh, a very good defenseman. You get a first-round pick, and then the kid Schweigert out of that. And I just saw something today, Dana, that apparently Huberdeau and or Weger would be both considering uh, signing long-term, long-term deals yep. with the Flames. But to me, my, I, I know that's the politically correct and nice thing to say, but let's play a season or a few games there first. And if I like the area and if I like you know, the organization and that, then I would say – yeah, I'd be willing to commit. But, you know, until you play there and get acclimated, I know it's the right thing to say, but, you know, how much I, I of think that, you got to play a few games there. Yeah, how much of that is <clears throat> just turning right around, Zig, and making comments like that because you're right. a little hurt about what just happened in Florida and saying, oh, I love it here so much more than where I, I just was. I mean, that right. to me sounded like that type of comment. Yeah, well, I'm sure, well, you know, Huberdo, I mean, that was the only organization he knew. And I, I, from what I was able to gather, that there was, you know, some talks on a long-term deal. 
But I think it became one of those things where, you know, Bill Zito, the, the GM there, probably, probably was, wasn't factoring that Matthew Kachuk was going to be traded. So then all of a sudden, you know, we love Jonathan, but man, if we can go out and get a guy like Kachuk that maybe is the proverbial missing piece, that's where you have that change of heart. And then maybe from Huberto's side, you're thinking, geez, I gave all this to my organization, the only one that I've known, but you do feel a sense of hurt. So I can understand it from both sides, but again, I'm sure if I'm Zito, I'm like, geez, I didn't anticipate Matthew Kachuk being available, and now we uh, gave a, a good offer to him, and now we got the player. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure there will be a point where Huberto's number is going to be you know, retired by the, the Panthers. That's how much he meant to that organization. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I just kind of wonder, you know, it, in looking at, and of course you, you talked about, you touched on the, the lack of first-round draft picks, but, you know, the core is still pretty young, and maybe there's a trade-off saying, okay, yes, I know we don't have first-round draft picks, but our core uh, is young enough where right. uh, that would offset that. And we know one thing, and yes, you pointed out that they beat the Washington Capitals in the first round, but you also know that they were an empty netter away from being down 3-1 in that series. That's right. I mean, this, there was seasoning, isn't it, Zig, that you just said this team needs more seasoning. So they bring in Paul Maurice, and now they're you know bringing in Kachuk. I mean, all guys that have been around and guys that have won uh, at various, you know, to various extents. I think now Florida has that seasoning. They have that toughness. They have a head coach that's been through it. And they are going to be what they probably thought they were going to be this year under Brunette. Yeah, and, and, you know, you feel bad for Andrew in a way because I thought he did a a real nice job under some really trying circumstances after the, you know, Joel Quenville, the, the scenario going back to Chicago and that, you know, ridiculously bad thing involving, uh, you know, the the player there um, with that uh, back to that 2010 investigation. And, you know, and again, that's another time for another story. I think, you know, they're they're a bit tarnished there in Chicago. But back to Florida, uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, Brunette now, I think he landed as an assistant, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, under Lindy Ruff in New Jersey. Under Lindy, yeah, here in New Jersey. Um, and then you figure, though, back to the Panthers, Ekblad, he'll be back fully this year. you got to like that. Um, they did add uh, Mark Stahl to the mix. Montour's already there. Um, you know, they did add, they did add some components uh, through the last couple of years. You know, Sam Bennett, speaking of like Calgary, ironically enough, a first-round <laughs> pick of theirs, he goes down to uh, – Florida and really starts to play well. A Sam Reinhart, former first-round pick of the Sabers, uh, he played well down there. So maybe that's what it takes is a little bit of seasoning, and you got to have. And as good as he's been in the regular seasons, Dana, Bobrovsky has to yes. be that guy who you know he's regular season. He might be one of the best of all time, but to take to that next level, the Vasilevsky type level you got to steal your team maybe a playoff series or two. So until they do that, I think Florida's formidable. But until they get over that hump, and if Paul Maurice is that veteran guiding hand that they need, there's still a team to watch that you got to show me first. Well, to that – to that point, Zig, I mean, I've had – I can't tell you how many people ask me about the Carolina Hurricane and Hurricanes and how 
I feel like their moves will impact them next year. And my question always, or my answer back to them always is, well, is Freddie Anderson going to play well in the postseason or is he going to play at all? I mean, we we saw him with injury issues last year, and it really just comes down to stable, solid goaltending and maybe a solid backup um, during the season. And that's why, you know, to bring it full circle to the Golden Knights, I'm just not in that boat where I feel like, oh, I don't have to worry about my backstop because I feel comfortable with uh, Leonard or Brassois or whoever's going to be uh, in goal. I just don't feel that level of confidence with the no. Golden Knights that I do with a team, you know, say like even with Florida with Bob Borowski or uh, which I don't in the postseason or Freddie Anderson definitely in the, in the regular season. But it's all these moves are great. But if you don't have at least solid goaltending, and I know you're going to, you know, point to Colorado, but, you know, Darcy, I thought Darcy Kemper was pretty good. And oh, by the way, when you're playing on a team that carries the puck uh, way more than they don't, that takes a right. lot off your netminder. Absolutely. And, you know, let give, uh, you know, Francois, give him some credit. He was unbeaten throughout the playoffs. Yes. So I, I guess, you know, maybe Colorado is. I don't know, maybe they are the exception that you can win without, you know, a potential uh, Hall of Fame goalie. Um, you know, you talk about, obviously, with Carolina, you know, making the moves they made uh, to make that big trade with Vegas. You know, you land a guy like Pacioretty and all that, and you got to think, you you know, you put him on the first line already with Ajo and Jarvis. I think that's a, you know, tangible combination. And then when you're solid like they are, and you go, your first two lines, maybe even three lines, are really as deep as they are. Uh, Carolina, I think, will be a force yet. Uh, Ranta, I thought, played well until he had to play too much. And then you saw why he is a backup at this stage in his career, because the more he played, you know, he, the more he got fatigued and worn out, and the other team was able to, to figure him out, so... That's where I stand with Carolina. And then, you know, a team like Toronto, you lose a Jack Campbell, but, you know, you make the lateral moves. I mean, like, is Sam Sonoff an upgrade over Campbell? I mean, to me, it's almost in some ways shuffling, you know, the, the proverbial uh, chairs on the deck that's not going anywhere. So you're right. Goaltending could be kind of a, a slippery slope with Vegas. Uh, geez, from what I saw last year, Dana, I, I actually like Thompson a little bit. So you got to wonder what the future is there, and um, you know all these moves that they're that the Vegas made. I wonder, you know, now you you take on the Shea Weber contract, and you have to wonder, you know, did this did the immediate impact, you know, going for the sizzle, going for that huge immediate impact, is going to impact your future now because. You've got limited cap space, and then you gutted your team to get prospects to get the Eichel trade. That that all of those things, Dana, have that cumulative effect with this organization going forward. I think it's something uh, that uh, Vegas management has to watch for. Yeah, I definitely. I think people uh, think that Thompson, the win now philosophy. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Damn the later. Uh, well, we see that here uh, locally for sure. It, it, it isn't it a curious move when uh, the Golden Knights go out and get a guy like Michael Hutchinson, and it's very under oh. the under the radar. And 
you think, wow, what is the you're putting him on the roster? I mean, what is really going on now? And you have a lot of goaltenders, and you have two. Uh, veteran goaltenders with Leonard and Hutchinson, and, and of course Ferguson, as you talked about, has been was fantastic. Um, Hutchinson, yeah, uh, yeah, Hutch- Ferguson, yeah, yeah, not Thompson. Dylan, Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. I, you know, I do that all the time. <laughs> I always get Ferguson and Dylan Ferguson and uh, Thompson yeah. mixed up. But then you know, I mean, Brassois still on the on the roster, so it's it's interesting because this is an organization that tells you absolutely nothing about injuries. And I I know listeners are probably sick of hearing it, but even with a guy like Mark Stone, I mean, when you're opening up the back and you're having surgery on the back, there was no guarantees. I mean, Zig, you know, uh, covering athletes as much as you have, when you talk about having surgery on the back, there is no guarantees. And even if he is on the ice, there is no guarantee you're getting a a 95, 100% Mark Stone. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I mean, it's it's the risk that you take, you know, and, and just on that goaltending thing, it reminds me of a football analogy here, Dana. You know, you got like a few years ago before Tampa settled their quarterback situation down, you had three quarterbacks. I says, yeah, you got three because basically you have none. So it makes you wonder with all these glut of goalies in Vegas, do they have any? You know, I mean, can count on Leonard to be, um, you know, the top guy going forward. But, yeah, anytime there's a back or a neck injury, you know, the thing is, Dana, it, when it's not you, it's not serious. But then when it becomes you, yes. you know, if you need that surgery, oh, yeah, this is the biggest thing going on in my life and everybody else's life. So it is what it is. And, by the way, I thought uh, – you know, uh, Mont- Marc-Andre Fleury landed up in uh, Minnesota playing with his old buddy, Garen. Mm-hmm. That turned out pretty good. And, uh, hell, it led to them uh, dealing their goalie, Cam Talbot. So uh, they must have been impressed enough with uh, Fleury that he still has a, good, a few good years left there. Yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall and see how, you know, Cam Talbot and that yeah. whole situation. He came back and probably – outplayed Mark andre Fleury, deserved to have the majority of the starts in the postseason, or at least the first game to start, and that's not what happened. And, and look, we just assume everybody takes everything in stride, but if you're Cam Talbot, I, I, you know, you came into my house, and then all of a sudden you're the shiny new toy. I've come back and played well <laughs> enough to play. I, I, I wonder how well that actually, how he handled that. That would have been an interesting conversation to hear. Yeah, you know, and I think publicly it may have been, well, you know, we're all for the team and, you know, anything that betters the team, that's sort of the public lip service. But deep down you got to be thinking that, you know, the guy's seething. It's like, you know, although you do have to look at the wins and the Stanley Cups, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury is a bit of an upgrade over a Cam Talbot. But, uh, again, we'll wait and see on that, hopefully – you know, Talbot succeeds where he where he is now. now we're talking to Zig Fercasi of the uh, NHL Radio Network and NFL Radio Network. And last question, Zig. I mean, what's I know it's near and dear to both of our hearts. I mean, what's going on in Boston? I mean, what's the holdup with Bergeron? What's the holdup with Krejci? I mean, is, is it a, uh, you know, is that a package deal that's going on? I mean, I would have thought this sort of thing. I mean, this is not a team that's. You know, they're 4.7, 4.8 under the cap. I mean, they could make right. a deal, and I don't know what, what the process is. Why is it dragging? And by the way, if this doesn't get done, even if it does get done, 
Zig, you want to talk about teams, and I ask this question all the time, you know, who's coming out of the postseason when you think you're so confident in what your team has done to, to push you into the postseason. Boy, they, I see all the moves around Boston, and I'm just scared to death about, especially the first two or three months. Boy, you already got Toronto, Tampa, and Florida already solid. And then, you know, Detroit, Steve Eiserman starting to work his magic once again with, I thought, some really good moves in the offseason. Yes. Then you have Ottawa get Giroux and also trade for Debrinket. So, and then Buffalo, to me, with the glut of first-round picks, that haul they got in the Eichel trade, they started to play well last year. And I, and I got that... Uh, you know, that vibe that they're going to be a pain in the ass to play going forward vibe. So uh, Buffalo is going to be formidable. So uh, th- this division, Dana, has got an awful lot tougher. Now, to the Bruins, you, I think you pointed out probably why things aren't done yet with Bergeron and or Krejci. Well, by the way, it was Patrice's birthday yesterday. So 37 turned 37. How cute was that? I noticed uh, the Bruins put that up on social media. It was yeah, very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> so very nice. And then I, I think I tweeted out at Zig Sports Voice that uh, a, a nice birthday present would be a contract. But you pointed out, what is it? They just have, what, barely $4.5 million uh, in salary cap space. So my rationale to this is I, I think people need to be patient. They probably have to decide yet how they're going to do the long-term injury reserve with Marshand and McAvoy and maybe Grizzlick, are they going to use all of that? Okay, then you've got to figure, too, are they going to try to dump maybe a Nick Foligno or a Jake DeBrusque or a Charlie Coyle? This way that frees up more cap room. So I think patience it needs to be required here. I don't think there's any doubt Bergeron is coming back, and it, indications are Krejci the same. So more moves, Dane, I think, are going to need to be made. Plus, I think they'll probably wait this out the training camp at some degree, too, because they got to see, you know, did Studnika plateau or was it a case that he and some of these other prospects were so browbeaten by the, by the comments of Bruce Cassidy that they totally lost their confidence and that maybe, I don't want to use the word Pied Piper, but maybe that's what... Jim Montgomery is now because he does work well with the younger players. If maybe the change of coach changes the attitude of Studnik and some of these young prospects. So long answer to your question, I think it's just a matter of patience and time because the Bruins don't immediately have the cap space and they're going to have to figure out ways, either LTIR and or other uh, player moves, then ultimately once they get that settled, then I think we'll see agreements for more likely Bergeron, maybe Krejci too. And then down in the back of their mind, Zig, they have to be thinking about, hey, look, uh, we're going to have to play po- pay uh, Pasternak next year. That's right. got to be something in yeah. the back of their mind, and he's not going to be a, a $6.6 million player. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think the following year, though, the Bruins would have more cap room because you've got some of these other deals – coming off the books and also too let's not forget they they recently obtained zaka uh for the eric Holla trade with new jersey and there's indications there uh that uh, a deal is imminent so maybe they've got pavel who i i like the player i, I think maybe a change of scenery is going to do him good in boston and play him with his best friends posternak and 
uh, Jakob Zaborl. So um, then there's another consideration now, Dana. If they get Zaka in on a on a deal, you know that's going to be more salary cap minutia. I love that word minutia that they're going to have to figure out. So <laughs> that that's another consideration. I think when it's all said and done, and you know they, they got to find out too on pasta. If he doesn't want to stay in Boston, then do we have a uh, late-season trade involving him for a haul? That, that's going to be something worth watching. Well, no matter what happens to Pasta, I hope that they realize that he's got a no-movement clause, and uh, we just want to make sure that it's not reneged after making a deal, which I, I don't know what I'm referring to. Hey, uh, Zig, thank you so much for your time. You have always been uh, amazing. We appreciate it. Uh, you have been uh, a guy that I've listened to since I got here in, you know, 92, 93, something like that. And uh, always glad to have you on. Always great to talk hockey with you. Dana, it's always a blast. And you, you want to hear a good radio man, Vegas? Dana Lane's the man. So <laughs> bring him aboard. I wish we can isolate that <laughs> and play that. I'll play it for my wife. Say thank there you, you so much. Tell everybody where they can find your work. Uh, Sirius XM, NFL Radio Channel 88, on the platform of our Sirius XM Sports Channels. Uh, and you can also get me on uh, Twitter at Zig Sports Voice. And also, a quick little item here, uh, one of my colleagues, the legendary Chris Russo of Mike and the Mad Dog fame, mm-hmm. Mad Dog Sports Radio, uh, will be going into the Radio Hall of Fame this year and actually do updates during his show three days a week. So congratulations to my colleague, Chris Russo. And obviously you had a major part in, in helping that forward. Oh, I doubt obviously. it. But I no. mean, he's they, a good man, though. He works hard. He's a legend, and he's doing that first take on ESPN. Does yes. a terrific job. Well, I, I, I concur, and I, I thank you for your time, and thank the world of you, Zig, and, and all the best to you. And we'll, we'll talk to you down the road for sure. All right, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right, there he goes, Zig Fercasi. When we'll come back, we'll get involved with why I'm so cryptic on uh, a few things and we'll get everybody straight and, and what we're doing moving forward. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous steak bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled to order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, We'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner Power Play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only 
at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sports books. Born at home? You don't have to be. Download the Terrible Social Casino app today and play your favorite casino games. Hit the casino floor right from the comfort of your own home. Try your hand at some double bonus poker. Or maybe you just want to play progressive slots. Try any of our four Kino boards. Available to you right at your fingertips. So you can play every day. The Terrible Social Casino app. Try your hand. Download the Terrible Social Casino app today. Available now on Google Play in the iPhone App Store. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. From the desert rises an army born for battle with blades of steel and hearts of valor. So today, Las Vegas, our city armors up to watch our Vegas Golden Knights take their ice. Watch as our city unites to support our first major professional sports team all season long at the T-Mobile Arena. Get your tickets now at VegasGoldenKnights.com. Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas born. Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, spin the wheel, and you could win a Vegas Golden Knights game day prize pack worth over $1,000. Complete with an official puck signed by a Vegas Golden Knights player. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit TerribleHerbs.com for more information. All right, welcome back to Vegas Hockey Hotline from the Brian Blessing Studio, brought to you by Station Casinos and the STN app. I was going to wait until, you know, Mike Michael started, but I thought uh, we'll just let it go. Yeah, let's keep playing it. Let it go. Let it go. It was played the whole time. So, you know, there we go. We'll just start it all over again. Let's play it. Let's play it. Now, how do you feel about... Marques, my executive, executive producer, and also 
I'm the starter. I was just I was, I was IR. I was on the IR, and we brought in a reliever, and the starter is back. Little rotator cuff. Yeah, that's all. I just had I, I was it was IR, and then I went on the DL for a minute. <laughs> the IR and the DL. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be the worst injury report to be on. So I'm back. I'm back now. They cleared me yesterday. Nice. I, I noticed you're only using your left hand. <laughs> they cleared me. No, no strenuous work yet. So, Mark, we uh, we appreciate you coming in and running the board today. So, let me I'll just get everybody up to date. And I, I threw it out on my social media at Dana Lane Sports. Um, so, when we started to do this show, it, it was to pick up for Brian Blessing, who had passed away um, back in late December, and you know it was. Never supposed to be this. Um, you know, I was hoping we were going to make something out of it that uh, we could do this forever. Um, but my main thing was to keep it going, to keep the show going, to keep his memory alive, to say his name four times a show. That's really what it was. And I remember when Steve Carp was doing a show with us. You know, Steve said to me one day, he said, "You know." you've done what you were supposed to do, what you wanted to do. And I always kind of struggle with that, Mark, because I never knew, you know, did I accomplish, would Brian have said, oh, you should have, you should have stayed with it. You should have worked harder. You should have done this, done that. And the problem is, the difference is, this was Brian's bread and butter. This is what he woke up for every day. He he lived to build this show. And unfortunately, it's not my bread and butter. And I wasn't able to make it into uh, into that. So, you know, there was some there was a, some balancing acts that I've had to do um, or I've had to go through over the last, you know, six going on seven months now. So I, I, the main goal and believe me, I, I've talked about this with my wife a million times. The main goal was to honor Brian, to keep his memory alive, to keep his name out there until I felt like, OK, uh, I've given him the, the proper send off that he deserves. And so I've had numerous people say, well, you've, you've done what you set out to do. But then it got to the point where I really started to enjoy doing this show. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, okay, well, I want to keep it. I just want to keep it moving. Now I've been on you know, radio shows for almost 30 years in this, in this town, but I've never hosted a radio show. And it was something uh, hopefully you you know things have gotten better since day one to now i mean you get into a a comfort zone and um you know i i didn't want to throw this i didn't want to feel like i ever i, I ever threw this away i want to i wanted to feel like i had gone through every avenue to keep this alive and, and made a deal with station casinos who have been absolutely fantastic uh, they were the ones that stepped up first, um, and there were some others too, but Really Stations was the one that was willing to put the pen on the paper and say, yes, we're going to continue that relationship in Brian's name. So, uh, But the deal was that they had to be exclusive, and you remember when Brian was doing the show, he had a, you know, he had a, a lot of casinos, and that, that hurt us in, in some ways, but at the same time, it allowed us to keep the show going, and I didn't just want to have the show die uh, i didn't want it to uh, i don't think that that would have been proper so uh, mark has been uh, absolutely fantastic mark runs the show around here and I, you know i couldn't 
be more appreciative of the effort of the people and, and station casinos and Chuck Esposito. I couldn't be more thankful for that effort. But I did know there was a point because there's a financial component to this as well. Uh, because there is a time commitment, uh, whether you're prepping or driving or doing the show, there is a, a financial component to this that has to be met at, at some point. And so that was the crossroad that I was at. Um, but I will tell you this, Mark, and, and I guess ultimately we, we are going to end the show, and the show is going to end uh, on Friday. That will be our last show, and we're going to have Stevie Slapshot back in the in the, uh, in the room here. And just basically for, I don't know, an hour and a half. It, Bernie Frado is going to come on because I wanted to talk to Bernie. But we're just going to talk about Brian. We're going to talk about the show. And we'll see what happens. And I will absolutely miss being on the radio. I love being on the radio. I love all the great feedback. And honest, honestly, too, guys, I have not received, and I know a lot of people in this business and at Sirius and, you know, doing other things. And there's always guys that you know, send negative comments. I, I honestly have not received one. I probably should have, but I haven't. And I appreciate that as well because I 100% care about what I do. I care about how it comes across. I, I care how it's presented. I, I want the show to sound a certain way. And I appreciate it. Not everything went smooth, but I appreciate people saying, oh, you know, not you know, sending some email or, or text saying, oh, I noticed that didn't, you didn't do that today or you made that mistake. And I made this grand mistake on this show one day that I will talk about for years. One that I will never, ever let go of because it should have never been that way. And before I get to that, and I'll tell that story if you hadn't heard, because I, I've kicked myself forever. I, I know Steve Carp, if you're listening, you probably already know. Uh, but the bottom line before I get to that is, Mark, I appreciate all the bending over backwards to make this work. And in the beginning, you knew I had to get the OKs from some casinos and sponsors to, to move forward with the show. And you were not... You were like, yeah, let's just you know keep it going. And then your idea to name the studio, the Brian Blessing Studio, to, to continue Brian's name, those things meant so much to me because, um, because of what Brian meant to me. And I ultimately wanted to feel like, okay, did I do everything I possibly could? Like, would Brian look watch me now or look down at me now and say, okay, there's a guy that continued to talk to talk after uh, I had passed away. So I, I don't know if any of that, all that stuff happens, but I just wanted to make sure that I finished it off for him in the, in the manner in which he would have approved of. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, again, it, you know, we did our best as far as just making sure, you know, sometimes people, get forgotten about um sometimes people you know once they pass away people kind of just forget about them or people stop talking about them and i wanted to one thing that, for me the biggest thing was just having brian still not only his name but also still just a part of the studio when anybody walked in whether it's you doing your show the next show the next show any show that was going to take place here in the studio they knew how much brian was respected and liked um, in this community, but 
furthermore, at this station, um, I like I said, he was. I mean, he came in here an hour, some days five minutes before the show, some days an hour <laughs> before the show. Yes. But you know, his his professionalism, um, the way he he loved to come in here, he loved the station, and um, and he could have been at any other station in the valley. I mean, uh, I mean, he turned down a couple of stations he did. just to stay here and. And so when I, when everything happened, you know, I was in shock just like the, the everybody was. Um, you know, I said, what can I do? What can we do here? Keep the, his show going, keep it the name. But a step further was to get a banner put up in the studio and make sure every day when we came in here, uh, whether you're doing a show or whether you're coming to visit, a show or co-hosting you were able to see brian and what he meant to the station and um uh, that that banner will never get taken down unless they tear the building down and so um and as long as i'm here it'll be it'll be up there and it'll we'll, we'll continue to just let people know because some you know, you get new people that come in. You get people that haven't been to the yeah. station. Didn't like, know who's, Brian. Who's that guy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, why is he there? And then you got, you know. You, Sabres? You know, why you is that have poster to, up? You know, you try to, you know, you don't have to, uh, you know, some things don't have to explain to people. And, uh, you know, I, for me, it's just to be able to wait. Uh, every now and then when I feel like I'm dragging or, I'm, you know, it's the end of the week and you feel like, you, oh, I got, you know, one more ship. I look up and I say, okay, I never heard Brian complain one time to me. So I gotta keep going. I gotta. I can't feel like I'm tired, or I can't feel like. Yeah. You know, I. I you know, I. I got one more. You know, I gotta enjoy what I'm doing because not a lot of people get to do what we do every day. And so, um, that was one thing you always told me is to enjoy what you're doing. And uh, I mean, it's easy if you enjoy it. And so, that was just something that for me to do and have that poster, and have you running this show, and even now as we say. The show might stop. I don't want to say it's going to end. Let's just say we're going to pause it. And, you know, as long as that time slot will be there or we find another time slot, we're always going to have room for Brian, the Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. We'll we'll always find a place for it. And, you know, we just, again, we have to reevaluate. Right. We never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Down the, I mean, I mean, it's life like this changes is, in the bleak yeah. of an eye, and so I mean, I might get off the uh, off the air, and somebody you know calls me. Not that I'm hinting or anything, but, but they could. They could, and somebody I say, know. "Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll sponsor the show, and then we'll move forward." And, yeah, and that's yeah, what we want. Again, not hinting, but but yeah, I mean, I know a few people out there right now that can afford at, to at sponsor the show. And, Give Dana a call. I mean, yeah. hey, like I said, we're we're all working together. So this is not nothing that, you know, whatever we can do to keep this show alive. If we have any, you know, anybody out there that's listening right now that's a, a fan of Dana's, a fan of Brian's when he was here. Um, I mean, operators are standing, show. standing by. Yeah, let's keep I mean. the show. Let's keep the show going. <laughs> all right. Everybody chip in. Let's put our let's put our coins <laughs> together. And, you know, but again, Dana, I mean, you've done a great job. Like I said, when you first started, we were really, you know, not. You know, you don't never – it's harder to be a host compared to a co-host. For sure. Right. Yeah. You kind of got to lead the yeah. ship instead of riding in a passenger seat. And so, um, you know, but you did a good job. I think you were able to get your show prepped. That's probably the biggest thing. And being able to go on air, have your lineup, have your guest. And uh, I think, you know, That's overall, what was so great about Brian – because 
I'm very analytical and I have to have things down and I have to prep and you know, it's a lot of the questions are off my head, but I also have a list of questions that I want to ask as well, because there's a specific way that I want to have the interview go from beginning to end. Um, Brian would walk in and, and everything would be just off the off the top of his head. And I said, Brian. Brian, you don't do any prep at all. He said, well, my, my, my prep, I was watching I was, games last night. I was like, I'm watching games too. But I I'll prep drive it over here. I, I can't remember all everything that went on. And you should see, I got notebooks at home and just, just so I don't yeah. forget things. And that brings me, uh, we just got a couple minutes in the show, but that brings me to the most embarrassing moment. And, and I thought I'd, I always try to be real because... I don't I don't know any other way. If you love me or hate me, it's not because I was trying to be somebody else. But I remember the day that Bruce Cassidy was named Vegas Golden Knights uh, head coach. Now, the background on this is I am uh, a huge Bruins fan. Mm-hmm. I was a Bruins fan grow- growing up and uh, never stopped being a Bruins fan. Of course, I found a place in my heart for the Vegas Golden Knights as well. And I got a call or a text saying, hey, I, I had actually requested Bruce Cassidy coming on. Now, there's a few people that mean a little bit more to you than other people. And so when you hear, oh, you're going to get to speak with them, as professional as you tried to be, there are a few guys that moved the meter a little bit. And Bruce was always one of them because I respected him as a coach. So there was no way... Uh, I didn't have a lot of prep time for this. It just kind of fell in the lap, but it was great. It was just this crazy day, and I was I was determined. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this one. So <laughs> Bruce gets on the phone, and I go through my introduction, and again I, I prep a lot. I am somewhat well versed in hockey. I guess we'll go somewhat. I know Bruce. I know the Bruins. There is no way anything should go wrong in this interview. So Bruce gets on the air, and I go through you know my usual introduction. And then I get to the point where it's time for his name. <laughs> and I... So my, my mind is just laughing at me at this point. It's like, we're not going to allow you to remember this name as, that you should remember as much as you re, should remember Brad Marchand and, and Patrice Bergeron. I could not remember his name for the life of me. And I, draw, I dragged this, this introduction on as long as I could. And at the same time, I'm, I'm flipping through my files in my head. And for some reason, I just... <laughs> I couldn't get it out, so I ended up calling them brand-new coach. Welcome. <laughs> I mean, and it was the most embarrassing moment. But at the same time, I've learned there. there's a few other shows that I listen to, and I realize the stuff that you're so embarrassed about are just – golden for everybody else of course and it's you have to always remember this is the entertainment business and i i would tell chris the moose johnson who uh, produced this show for a few months you know i said look we're you may know the answers to all these questions that you're asking you just got to understand that you're asking it from the perspective of other people listening 
This is not about you and your knowledge. This is about other people's knowledge. So always make sure that you ask the questions in that manner because you're educating other people. This is not about you. So that was my most embarrassing moment. I will take that to my grave. Bruce, if you're listening, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I have printed your name out, and I have put it, put it in big letters in the studio, so I'll never forget it again. But I, I, <laughs> well, I wonder why the Golden Knights don't call me you back. Gotta, you have definitely, that is a story that you can. <laughs> it's me, like, forgetting Tom Landry. Tell it, you know? tell it for This is Forever. T- so anyway. that'll be a story that people will love to hear. All right, we uh, that does it for today. We want to thank Chuck Esposito. Can remember all the names. That does it for Chuck Esposito, and of course, Zig Fercas here, great friend, uh, for coming on the show. And then uh, T.J. White, who was on earlier, uh, too, talking about the metaverse. And it, check that, R.J. White. See, I don't know the name. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us. Four more days left of Vegas Hockey Hotline and Sportsbook Radio. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon.